Welcome to the Ben Wade Podcast, where we are bridging the gaps between able-bodied and disabled people through real talk and real conversations from a wheelchair. Now, here's your hosts, Luke and Chris. What's going on, Brandon? How you doing, man? <laughs> I'm good, Luke. I'm good, Luke. Uh, Luke and Chris, it's good to meet you guys finally. Good, good. good it was a little awkward because well. we don't really have like a... Uh, opening kind of thing we do so we're just like hey what's what's going on <laughs> so so then i should wait for your intro no no the intro will be in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's ben wait i'm sorry that is a corny joke i just try to start it with that because of the name oh, of the podcast ben wait got you got you nice dad <laughs> joke in there dude <laughs> <laughs> oh right off the bat with it i love it i love it <laughs> I got you, Chris. Don't worry. I got many dad jokes. <laughs> uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's what's up, man. But we're glad to have you on here, man, and finally catch, catch up. I've been looking for this uh, interview for a while and just trying to find some things. It was hard for me to, like, look you up on, in, on the internet. I think I saw something this morning. Um, the porno? <laughs> 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 well, uh, I mean, uh, did we you enjoy it at least? I mean, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see it, but, well, but I don't think you two really have that. But <laughs> uh, no, so my I, finding me is going to be interesting because uh, the last name Croucher's kind of like uh, pops up in a lot of different places and all that. Um, so on the internet for YouTube, uh, finding me would be Delight's Digital Cafe. Uh, okay. I created a digital platform and we talk, it's an open, excuse me, as a hiccup, it's an open platform for everybody that you could come in and we have heavy conversations and we don't let people get mad. Like you can't, you, there's no emotion allowed to be brought out mm-hmm. and we're all about the positivity. So like you, without going into politics, religion or anything like that, I use just, I, I pull a bunch of different things. And I'll be like, whether you're right or left, whether you're black or white, whether you're whatever, you're going to have polar opposite views. And the thing is, it's about respecting one another. So my whole channel is about being like respectful, about being honest and about being willing to hear the other side. So it Delight Digital Cafe, we do a morning show about positivity. I have night shows for veterans. I have a night show about leadership, all these different things. And then I have one called The H. It's an honest conversation about health, hemp, and happiness. And that was actually the one that started the whole network is I really wanted to have conversations with people about life. And we're all in this BS together what, that we call COVID. We're entering our junior year together. Whether I, and I don't mean BS. I mean, whew, let, me, let me clarify that. Well, hold on. Like, like, I just mean the stress of the BS. Like, yeah. we're all feeling this and we're all feeling like, God, what can I do next? Whether you get the vaccine or don't get the vaccine, you, you're, you're, in the, you're always going to be a pissing somebody off, it seems like. Right. And so for me, it's just like, well, how about instead of pissing everybody off, we talk? And I, I run the mute button and it's so much fun because like, you'll get somebody that be like, whoa, wait, whoa, and you're like, wait, no, that's, you're yeah. not going to intimidate my other guests. Like, yeah. I like to be able to talk and just have fun with people. Yeah. Um, and this whole thing started, uh, I'm going to make you laugh. I'm a former youth pastor oh. and now I'm actually, I make this a complete joke. So before I finish the joke, I <laughs> label it like that. So your audience doesn't go F him and like delete it right away. <laughs> but 
it's uh, I'm a former youth pastor and now I'm like a drug dealer in some people's eyes because I created my own line of CBD products mm -hmm. and I focus on being different and coming from the church. A lot of people hear that like CBD and they're still like wacky tobacco. You're a bad guy. And I'm like, yeah, try it before you like knock it. Like let's yeah. have a conversation. So that's me. Uh, I, I get out and I just try to make people laugh because laughter breaks down barriers and I'd be vulnerable. Uh, I talk about mental health issues a lot. I talk about veterans. Um, I, sadly, I'm in Cleveland, Ohio, and I'm a Browns fan. So if you ever know anything about that, yeah, right? Like I just, I, that's probably where my mental health issues started, you know? <laughs> So like uh, I make bets versus my audience and I had to do 22 push-ups for veterans awareness because 22 veterans a day on average commit suicide. Right. So I, I bet the audience that the Browns would win last week and they got annihilated. And what I mean by annihilated is I had to do 506 push-ups on air. So Woo! I was like, right like by the end of the week i'm like i can't do this all in one sitting like I, i'll die like like <laughs> let me work up to this 100 something a day and it's just about bringing awareness to different things through a different way whether that's wearing a onesie or doing push-ups it's i just want to make people feel good and if i can embarrass myself guess what as long as you're willing to do it with me let's have some fun good. right that's go. really good man so, so i want to know before we start oh. I got his, he's a Cleveland Browns fan. Oh god. He may not like me right now because I'm a Baltimore Ravens fan. I am and my that. interview's done. Bye guys. <laughs> <laughs> I all right, hold on. Time out. I don't not like you. I don't like how Baltimore had the, so they have nothing against the Ravens. I really have no issue with it as a Cleveland fan. I'm not going to go burn a jersey or anything. You're not LeBron. Yeah. So like for <laughs> but but it all serious is it's one of these things where Baltimore would have never needed a team if Indianapolis didn't steal your team to begin with. So I'm I, I, I'm just gonna blame Indy for all of life's problems. How's that? Okay. Yeah, we could we could do that. <laughs> we could do that. <laughs> that way, I because I like I I like Baltimore. I really do. I I I hate that that you're in my division. I hate that you got moved from my city. But the truth mm -hmm. is. That team is a good team, and that's yeah. what you want to see your team built as. And the Browns now have, from history upon history, now we have 20-some years of just BS football that yeah. you can't even – how are you going to tell your kids, let's watch the Browns when, like, we're every 1 o'clock game and we're lucky if we're, <laughs> like, the, the one that's, like, just getting in there. We barely get it on our own channels, yet we sell out every game. So, yeah. for me, I just – I love my Browns, and – yeah, that's all I could say on them. We're not even allowed to use the Indians anymore. We, the, the Cleveland Indians for baseball are no longer the Indians. This was the final season. We are now the Cleveland Guardians. Guardians. Oh, oh that, that sounds awful. They couldn't yeah. have done better than that. Yeah. I So I think they were being cheap because the last few letters are the same. So they didn't want to have to replace the whole billboard. So they're just like, let's just remove part of the letters and replace them with like, you know, instead of in Dians, it's guardians, you know? Yeah. yeah I got you. That still sounds terrible. Yeah, it's still weird. It, awful. It is. It is. It, hopefully, what if we win the suit the world the Super Bowl? If we win the World Series in 2022, Guardians will be the greatest name ever for Cleveland. Yeah, no, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. You, you about winning. <laughs> they won't even recognize the old name. Mm -mm. As I'm wearing an Indian shirt, you know, <laughs> right? right I feel you. Gotta wear it with pride. I grew up a Chicago Cubs fan, so 
I was I'm used to the losing, buddy. That's all I gotta say. Except for 2016, that was oh, that was great. <laughs> yeah, I was at the game seven of that oh, World Series. I'm sorry. I was I, I was outside the stadium and I'm they had TVs everywhere and all that. And truth be told, I I, I didn't give a care who won. The two longest losing franchises right. in baseball history. All I wanted to do was watch a good game, and we got that. So at the end of it, I was sad, but LeBron came back from 3-1, and that's where I'm like, hey, 2016 was a great year. I'll take that championship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. To, to kind of go back a little bit, I know you talked about, you know, being a former youth pastor, and then now you're dealing with CBD, which I'm somewhat <laughs> familiar with. I know it's helped a lot of people. And for a medical standpoint, I would prefer that over prescription drugs. About the Correct. millions of side effects. Mm-hmm. It's just one after the other after the other. It just piles Correct. up. And so what mm-hmm. can you just explain more like what CBD is, what you've seen from it, how you got into it just for our audience? Absolutely, my friend. I love that question. Great question, Chris. So the thing is, I actually have two international awards because of how different my product is. So let me grab this. Mm-hmm. It's individual packets of odorless, colorless, tasteless full spectrum CBD. So let's go back a step and I'll make this all connect really easily. So the hemp plant and the cannabis plant are technically the same plant. They just produce different cannabinoids off of the plant. Mm -hmm. So let's go with a lily. You go to get your significant other flowers and she's like, oh, my favorite flower is a lily. You're like, Mm -hmm. awesome. And then you accidentally grab tiger lilies. Is she going to be mad? Because you still got a lily. Well, that's the same type of thing with hemp and cannabis. It's knowing what you're getting into and what you're going to be, you're putting in your body. Mm -hmm. So for me, I went through the same thing. I, uh, truth be told, like I said, ask me anything. Uh, Mm -hmm. I suffer from bipolar disorder and Mm -hmm. the doctors just kept putting me on medicine, on medicine and more and more. There was one day I was running a Starbucks and I'm not talking a little one. I'm talking one of the biggest ones in the country and something just hit me. I'm on 15 pills a day running a place that's huge with a corporation that they trust me with all of this. And I hate this because I leave and if I get to the car, I'm smoking a J on my drive home. Oh, a joint. Sorry for anybody that doesn't know I want to speak the right language. (laughs) But but like I'm, I'm out in my car, I'm driving home and it hits me. I don't want to take my meds anymore. I call my therapist up and I'm like, I'm not trying to be mean, but I can't do 15 pills. I can't keep popping another one just because like, oh, my anxiety is a little high. There has to be other ways. Right. I went home, dumped all the pills, started learning all I can about food and diet exercise. And I realized I'm not a dumb guy. So I got to put my best foot forwards for myself for once. And somebody gave me a lot of talks about CBD and I decided instead of just smoking a plant and never knowing anything about it or anything going into it, I should learn this because it is the future. Uh, I took a job where I was making great money, insurance, everything, a a free Spotify account. (laughs) What else do you need? So for me, I jump on a plane, I quit my job and I jump on a plane and I move to California. When I say that, uh, I didn't like have a place to stay. I didn't have a friend or anything that I was going to stay with. I literally moved out there and went to grow facility after grow facility offering to just work so Mm -hmm. I could learn. 
And they were like, really? I slept on the floor of a grow facility in California, in <laughs> the mountains of California too. So it was it got a little scary sometimes because <laughs> they had a, they made a couple of TV shows on Netflix about people up in those mountains. Right, yep. And it, it gets really like, I've met some of the guys that were on the show. Let me tell you, they're just as crazy in real life. <laughs> yeah. um, but like, <laughs> I wanted to know more about this plant. I wanted to be able to create something that I knew could be different where someone like my mom will want to start getting off of her pills. So for me, that was the big, the big thing. So individual packets of odorless colorless full spectrum CBD, a full spectrum product is different because you ever go to like, you can get CBD at a gas station now, but you pull in and you see the one oil is 15,000 milligrams and the next bottle is like 150,000 milligrams. And you're like, wait a minute, what, why are these so different? So there's a lot of differences with the plant. You could actually have an isolate. So imagine getting that plant and they just take the CBD cannabinoid off. Okay. That's an isolate straight, just CBD. You could have a broad spectrum. Broad spectrum is the plants broken all down and it's just a broad variety of cannabinoids or you get the full spectrum, which is the entire plant being able to be broken down and provide the maximum capacity of what it can do to help you. So for me, it was finding a way to get my mom, who's not, not never going to smoke, no matter how hard I, br- I try and bring bongs home and stuff like that. <laughs> she was never going to smoke with me. I tried. My, my dad, same thing. Edibles, they're just a little bit fearful of it. And I can understand because I did get them to try edibles, but like they didn't listen to me. When I say you just take a little piece, they didn't do that. They actually ate the whole cookie. And I'm like, okay, bye. Good luck. I'll talk to you in a little bit. <laughs> like, like, like you got to be cautious. And when you don't know what you're getting into, it does that. So for me, I wanted to be able to have it be something simple. They can open this pack up, carry it with them anything, anywhere, and ha- know that they're getting a 15 milligram dose of CBD every single time. Mm-hmm. They're able to put it in their coffee. So they're able to open it up. And like I said, you're on a date. You got your girl. You brought her the wrong flowers. She won't let it go. You just want to like, like end the situation. You're out to dinner now. Open a pack up, pour it in your ketchup, stir it with your fry, and make yourself a CBD ketchup. Find your mm-hmm. comb to get rebalanced to keep your life delightful. CBD. I'm, I'm, awesome. I'm liking that, man. Oh, you want me to do the final pitch? I'll do the one last one. That way you guys have fun with it, all right? All right. So when you're <laughs> when you're out and you're having fun and you're doing your thing and all of a sudden life starts to re-hit you and stuff like that, you just need that reset, just remember, you could pull a packet out and it's easy as A, B, C, B, D. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I love that, dude. I like that. Thanks, guys. Thanks, that guys. So I appreciate awesome. it. Yes, That's sir. so awesome. <laughs> But what is it? Because you said you got two international awards. So what is it that sets your CBD apart from others? And the reason why I'm asking is because not too long ago, there was an attack on the vaping industry claiming that it was causing harm to children. And it was because it was bad CBD oil that they were vaping. So that's actually a phenomenal question. And there's a combination of answers there. Bad CBD oil is 100% a thing. Uh, CBD oil, you and the three of us could go start a company, start mm-hmm. filling it with olive oil, bottles with olive oil, stick our own label on it called then wait till later, uh, like type of thing. I'm just throwing a name out there for the yeah. podcast. <laughs> and we don't have to get any testing or anything, but we can claim we did. It's there's all these little loopholes. You guys claim you got tested. You guys claim we claim we did this and that for me. I'm packaged. Do you ever see crystal light packets? Yes. Mm -hmm. Same facility. 
So for me, I had to get an FDA facility to be willing to co-package with me. That was six months of my life without being able to do anything but negotiate and go back and forth with them. They wanted proper testing. They wanted to make sure what we were saying was going to be right. They wanted to test the CBD way more than anybody else. What separated my product is letting you be able to let you choose what you want to make CBD instead of me telling you what is CBD, like a can of pop to eat something as simple as an oil. And then the other one, the other award that is there is because I have future goals and I do a lot with this plant. And what I mean by that is one acre of growing hemp outdoors The flower of that hemp plant actually absorbs more negative CO2 pollution that we're trying to get rid of now, causing all the global warming and that. It actually absorbs more CO2 pollution than 10 acres of trees. And this is on government websites. So all I did was start taking my knowledge of my master's and researching. And I'm like, I can do this just like anybody else. Let's see what the government's saying about it. So there's all this evidence and I have it on my website, delightcafe.com, see, self-probe. So I, I literally wanted to be able to like let people see for themselves, like here's the agriculture website from agriculture.gov. And you're able to see, they know how this plant doesn't just pull CO2. All those chemicals we've been putting on our like corn and pear, uh, pears potatoes it's been a long day uh potatoes and all of that they literally are like they're putting chemicals into the ground that the ground then has to use a wasted plant so they turn around and they have to grow something just to fix the ground well if they grow hemp in between they're not just benefiting from the sea of pulling in co2 they're actually pulling the roots pull all those toxins out of the ground and let you replant right away so the farmers never lose a grow how about the fact that that plant is also zero waste you could turn that plant instead of having single-use plastics everywhere we go you could turn around and have this be something that's compostable from that same plant So my goals were huge. I want to be able to provide every single one of my products is not just odorless, colorless, tasteless. It's also compostable. So once you finish it, you're not just delighting yourself, you're delighting the earth. And so for those types of things and where I'm looking to go, I want to work with farmers. I want to work with with people that are very curious about health. I want to work with the prison industries because I'm going to be honest, there's a lot of people in jail for, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear. So just BS like things like like, am i allowed to swear i I saw that what like you 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 go ahead just do do you talk what you want to talk don't do that to me (laughs) don't do that to me because i sailors call me asking how to swear like me so i just (laughs) know But we'll like it all, we'll put the uh, explicit content on it. Because <laughs> I'm very interested in what you're saying, and I don't want you to hold back. Yeah, just be no, yourself. It, 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 so, thank you guys. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> honestly, I, I've had friends that got arrested for stupid things and right. ate the marijuana, and then they get moved to a state like Idaho. Mm-hmm. Why is Idaho the one that I use? Because Idaho potatoes doesn't have one one potato, not one farmed by actual farmers. They're all farmed by inmates in prisons that are owned by private business owners. Mm -hmm. And that's a problem in our country. And I sit there and I look at these things and I say, racism is just part of this. And I'm a white dude. And I'm like, fuck that. And I I mean, I stood in front of 1500 doctors and use that exact same phrasing, just so you know, Mm -hmm. I just look at this and I say, we could be doing so much more. And for me, 
Coke doesn't give two shits about you, me, any of us. But if we create a company that they've invested millions in, where people are actually in a community that says, I want to know what's going into my my food, such as what product products we use to grow the hemp, to knowing that I can take a product and it doesn't just get thrown in a in a landfill trash bin thank you god all i could picture was a garbage can and oscar the grouch botching out but like i'm like that's the thing we want to see the future and i don't care if you're 70 or 17 Mm -hmm. you want to be able to see the world actually keep going we don't need to keep destroying it and that's what we're doing and for me i want to create that community of individuals that while everybody loves to joke about me being hyper and I, t- I make the joke, I'm the H and ADHD, all these things. The truth is I'd rather take my energy and put it into something so positive mm-hmm. that others that can go out and buy it, they know I'm not getting it back to just my pocket because mm-hmm. that's not it. I'm mm-hmm. all about the future and I don't have kids, but I'd like to leave a legacy for my niece and for mm-hmm. everybody else's kids where they're proud because as Americans right now, I don't see us as proud. I see us as fighting. I see us as mad. And for me, I'm like, bullshit, let's break this barriers. Let's say, let's show, let's show people what we can do. So you said speak like me. So (laughs) that's awesome. I I love that though, because like you're wanting to help so many people, like a lot of people know, no matter what your background is, that our prison system is an absolute joke. Mm. Majority of people in there, in there for the dumbest of things, like you said, um, mm-hmm. And they're spending lifelong sentences in there or a good chunk of their life for nothing. And they're gaining nothing from it. And it actually makes them more volatile and, you know, just depressed and everything else come out suffering from God knows what. So why, why does three out of every four inmates that gets released from prison end up back in prison? Because how hard is it to get a job when you have a right, felony? Exactly. Imagine like, imagine being somebody that went to jail for a small grow, like literally enough to be able to like grow your own little couple plants, like three or four plants. And then you get thrown in prison for decades or just a few years. Even you get a felony on your record. Guess what? I want to hire those people to be a part of my grow in the future because who knows how to grow better than the ones that were growing in their basement. <laughs> like um, imagine what we could do if we break that barrier and we're like, look, we're going to hire people from the prisons that were in jail for marijuana convictions to mm-hmm. give them a chance to rebuild what they did and show us how they did it in a basement with a hose and a, a street light. Like for real, <laughs> they wanted to do it different and they did. So right. what could we do giving them that opportunity and right. giving them a chance to believe in themselves? Right. And I also love how you said you want to work with local farmers and stuff because people don't realize it. It's dang near impossible to be a farmer nowadays if you just wanted to sustain for yourself. Like I'm all about Mm -hmm. having clean air, clean water, clean food. But a lot of this green energy stuff to me is just smoke and mirrors. It's a bunch of corporations just claiming BS because they want to look good to everybody else. Half their so-called organic stuff isn't even organic. It's processed as could be. You want to have some fun? You want to have some real fun? Sorry, I'm going to just, I got to have some fun with you on this one. How much of the United States farming actually is certified organic? I have no idea, but I guarantee you it's small. It's small. Yep. Very small. (laughs) Less than 1%. Oh, wow. Jesus. So think about you going to the grocery store and you're like, "Mm, look at this, organic this, organic that. And you're grabbing all these things, paying a prior premium and all that. You don't know why it says organic, but it says certified. 
Certified mm -hmm. organic does not actually mean that it was grown without pesticides, that it was right. grown without chemicals. Like how come our apples are 10 times bigger than they were 50 years ago? Right. Because we keep putting more and more crap into right. our food. So that's why like for me, it's no, let's break that and show what we can do different. So I like that you said how you said that with the organic, because a lot right. of people don't know how small it really is. Right. And they also don't realize, too, that just because a company says that it's farmed. Oh, it's farmed. All right. By an absolute mega dairy or something like that. <laughs> or it's outsourced. And then you don't know what's how it's getting here. You know, so it's like people don't know, you know. Right. It, it no idea. My and mind. And that's why I look at like Coke just put $250 million into creating a CBD pop up in Canada. Okay. Mm -hmm. As great as that sounds, it's documented everywhere that aluminum takes the cannabinoids and absorbs it. So if you buy a can of CBD sparkling water, anything with sparkling or can't pop and all that, if it's in aluminum, you're literally just paying to drink a fancy drink. <laughs> like there's no CBD, there's no cannabinoids. And that's the thing. Like you can get away with saying anything nowadays, even right. with evidence that's there. So for me, how can we stop that? Well, the corporations aren't going to give two shits when you create right. a company that's like, Hey, like I get you guys, I get Luke and Chris to be like, Hey, we're gonna, we're buying the light. We use it, whatever you guys go out and talk about it. It gets people to want to know more about it. And then all right. of a sudden they start seeing it places. And then all of a sudden they're like, wait a minute i want to use that just because like my ex is a psycho i don't want to like be driving down the road and all that <laughs> and have her chase me yeah. you know like I, I make that joke but like the truth is how many times do you wake up in the day and you go for that first step out the door and I, your alarm didn't go off so you're like crap i'm running a little bit late so you're like I'm, i don't have time to make a coffee i'll just pull through the drive-thru really quick and then you're getting a donut and a cup of coffee and then you're driving and you spill the cup of coffee because the jerk cuts you off all yep. of a sudden, the rest of your day sucks pretty much, no matter what you do to fix it, right? Yeah. Right. Right. What if you were able to reset yourself that simply? You open up your coffee, pour this in there, take a breath, and just start drinking your coffee. Still the same coffee. You just added a little bit of more of yourself to love yourself in there. Man, That's what that. we need. I needed that this week. <laughs> my, my week is... Oh, oh my yeah. Mental, Luke's been on edge. Mental, <laughs> I, I'm not going to go into a lot of it, but it's just very it's been a very hard week for me let's just say a lot of gum has been chewed on. <laughs> <laughs> you need a whole box of cbd luke i got you my friend i got you i appreciate that because i'd have been and i love coffee too so that bad boy would be bright i need some coffee right now here you go that package let me, let me put that little, little i do there. love it it is odorless <laughs> tasteless mm -hmm. dude i love that like it's simple <laughs> simple so i tell people that and they hear the coffee and everybody goes oh you have a cbd coffee thing and i'm like no 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 it's literally it's an additive right. so like you could be out at 10 o'clock at night and like i said open it up so i love food I, it doesn't look like it but i really <laughs> do and a lot of people that get around me and see me eat they laugh because i can out eat almost anyone yes. so i'm literally sitting there and i'm with like restaurant owners and all this and i open up a pack and i pour it on my salad and i just stir the salad and they look at me like the face is perfect chris thank you <laughs> like <laughs> Like, and that's the thing you see me do this. And all of these restaurant owners are like, wait a minute, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm putting CBD on my stuff. And they're like, wait a minute, 
no way. And they see it's gone. And then I don't even get to eat my salad. And this is why I do it is I literally show how simple it is. And then I'm like, here, try it. And everybody takes a fork and starts eating. You know, COVID doesn't exist during that time. Sorry, just kidding. (laughs) But like (laughs) they all take a fork and they just start eating and they're like, I don't taste anything. Like, that's the point. So that's how I get my sales going is like, I just show people little things like that to help them break away and see that the stereotypes that we've created in our mind aren't really there. We have to break those. And that's why, like, for me, the whole thing was for my mom. I got tired of myself being on pills, but the only way I make a difference is every one of our moms is never going to hear what we have to say. So I knew I had a challenge ahead of me getting my mom to be willing to try something so outside the box. And now I'm like, she looks at me and she's like, I don't know how you do it, but you, you just, you created something and you learned so much about it and you just keep giving back to everybody. And I'm like, that's because that's what we're supposed to do. That's literally, I don't care if you're Buddhist. I don't care if you're Christian. I don't care who, if you're Muslim, the truth is they all speak love and they speak about the future. And that's what we're supposed to be about. So I wanted my company to be something your mom, you'd be confident giving. Well, I'm me because right. my, my, my mama actually, I'm not a big, I don't do it. I'm I'm still kind of nervous because I, I doing that type of stuff, like I, it, it doesn't He's do anything to me. My that. anxiety gets worse. Because that. you're, have you smoked before? <laughs> yes. Quick. <laughs> 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 So let me help you with that. That was a great answer for that. (laughs) So I'll be honest. When you smoke, do you know what you're going to get usually? Like an indica, sativa, a hybrid? Or do you get it and they're like, it's purple Urkel, enjoy. Here's the thing. I haven't smoked in like, I haven't smoked in over 10 years like, um, like that. So like, because a lot of my anxiety came from that. So it was like, oh, Mm. I, I deal with it. It just opened up a it just opened up a box for me when I started. I enjoyed the highness, like after that, like it was cool at towards the end. But like when I first did it, and I'm like, I don't. When it kicks in, I'm like, I don't, I don't like this. But then after a while, it did get good. But I just, I just didn't like the paranoia, or whatever you want to call it. it. Just gave me a lot of anxiety. Did it give you headaches? Nah, it didn't give me headaches. Um, I don't remember. I don't remember it giving me headaches. And even through the time, so if even if I tried it again, like. It never really gave me headaches. It's just my anxiety. It just so Luke, you seem like a pretty chill guy as is, right? Yeah. So when you were smoking this, I'm betting you were do- smoking a sativa. Sativa is meant to give you energy. And think about anything. If you, if I hand you Red Bull, and I just keep handing you Red Bulls, and you never mm-hmm. drink a water, you never switch it up. It's just Red Bull after Red Bull. Your anxiety is going to go through the roof because of all the energy from the Red Bull. Mm-hmm. So when you're smoking certain plants that you don't know what they are and what kind they're going to be like, what they might do to you, mm-hmm. that has a totally different effect on how you're reacting. So that anxiety might be because you were smoking a sativa and you wanted more of an indica base. Now, going away from the cannabis plant with this, you with delight, you have no high. So you literally, you start your day and like, look, I'll mail you guys a box. Dead serious. There's 30 packets in a box. You both get 15. That way you could do it for a few days. Try it and see how you feel. And I say this. Now, here's the thing. Do not let me find out you're dosing other people. I get a lot of people that, oh, "Oh, you you say that, Luke, but I have three different NFL players that dose their wives all the time. (laughs) Tell them about the butter cake today. (laughs) 
Oh yeah, this kid don't share nothing with nobody, dude. He <laughs> do I do I have to send you each your own box? Is that what you're saying, Luke? Is that what you're I mean, I like if you want to do that, but I'll take my 15, but ain't nobody else getting it. If it's good, it's 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 gonna be good. But like if it's good, I, I could I could recommend it because um to two people. And that's what I want. That's what I want. I, I want you to be able to trust it. And mm-hmm. I'm honored when people are willing to try something new like that. Sorry, I interrupted you there, Luke. I did it. I just thanks. I've been working out. I've been trying to look good lately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah, I feel you. So I mean I could try it, but like and what you said is true because sometimes like there were times that I did smoke and I was just good, just relaxed. Mm-hmm. Then like hey right i'm gonna sit here and just relax and chill don't talk see, to me just see me for just... me though when i did it i didn't like the the like high not being in control like i don't really like being drunk to just describe yeah. it that way and it's just, like, it's just a thing about being like in the wheelchair being too in control like somebody got out. i'm sorry i'm gonna say oh, this okay. before you do that and like being drunk and thing i don't do a lot of drinking and, and all that stuff because for me being in a wheelchair i don't like people to take care of me more than they have to mm-hmm. so if i am mm. Like that, um, it, it makes me feel less than, I guess. Yeah, so. I get that. I understand that 100%, my man. Uh, Chris, what were you saying about you being not a pothead? Right, yeah. So I, I don't, I, I love the effect, like the effects of marijuana, and I'll explain why. Like, I don't like being um, inebriated where I'm not in, where I feel like I'm not in control. I just, it scares me. But like the actual, once the high part goes away and your body is just relaxed, because I have cerebral palsy. So my muscles and nerves are constantly tense. So yep. when I, I could smoke one time and my body would feel completely different and completely relaxed for like an entire week. Mm. So and mm. it's just better. Like overall body health was better. Muscle stiffness. Like I wasn't as jumpy. My nerves weren't on edge. Like all that goes. Yeah. So if I could get that without the highness, hey, I, I'm down. Because I don't do like I don't do pills and stuff like that. I never have. You and I are the same, my friend. Like, honestly, guys. So I'll make you a deal. All right. Mm -hmm. I will mail you both a box because you're going to send me this afterwards. Don't be looking at your phone, Luke, like I'm not paying uh, good enough. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, It is is, is a habit. It is a habit. Uh, I have a habit of looking at my phone and seeing, like, um, what time it is what time it is because sometimes you like you're trying to stretch out something you're trying to stretch out an interview so even even though we're talking to good i just have a habit sometimes of just i'm not even looking at uh, i got a text message i'm just literally looking at the time you're so, good brother i'm just gonna pick on you no matter what you do so just know that all right it's my way of showing love as weird as that sounds like and you can do that to me i like so i play a game with my friends we all take our cell phones and we put them in the middle of the table when we go out to eat Okay. everybody's is in front of them and you could do it face up or face down i always put mine face down because it puts it on do not disturb mm-hmm. and whoever picks up their phone first asks to pay the bill for everybody so oh that's kind of cool though but it makes you be like all right i have to be in the moment and then if you put your phone face up all of a sudden you see a buzz well wait 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 i, I just wanted to see who it was right. like my girl was texting me we were fighting <laughs> You're with us now. That's how mm-hmm. I play it. Uh-huh. That's how I, If I got to pay the bill, 
don't care who it is. <laughs> right? My phone might not even turn on if I'm going out to eat with my friends. Just, oops, it's off. I don't know, guys. That one. I don't know how it happened. Yeah. So, but like, it, I, I just pick on you because it was right there, and I appreciate it. I know how I know how that is. So, like, don't no. feel I was being mean. No. Uh, but I think I will send you both a box because there's 30 packs in a box, and the thing is. I'm not telling you to do anything that I don't tell anybody else. And when I say this, I say this as a former youth pastor who one of the first people that bought my product was a dad whose son had colon cancer. And he's a pastor of a church in one of the biggest churches in Ohio. And he calls me up and he's like, I hear you're like the, the, the weed guy. And I'm like, well, that's going to be a great way of starting this. Like I, he's like, it's Christmas Eve. And he tells me where he lives. And it's literally like five minutes from my parents' house. Mm -hmm. And he goes, look, my son has stage four colon cancer. I don't know what to do. We've been watching movies. We hear like the CBD cannabis, all these things are so helpful, but we don't know where to start. Would you just come explain some things? And I said, Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Did not know what I was getting into, did not know what I was going to be walking into because it was Christmas Eve. I thought it was going to be easy. I'm pulling in, talk about intimidating, two manger seams going up the driveway. That's how long the driveway was. Two of them. I'm like, who? Like Jesus came once. He didn't need two dangers. So I literally am pulling in and there's all these cars all of a sudden. There's like 50 people at this house. They didn't just have family. They had friends. They had cousins. Everybody they could think of was there to ask questions. So all of a sudden, I'm in front of these people, and I don't just have a box of my CBD. I have gummies with me. I have a pound of cannabis with me that I'm going to teach them how to turn into an oil so that way they can make him brownies. They can make him other things. And I made sure I got him a heavy indica because he's in a lot of pain. Like, I didn't want this guy to be in pain. So I started off by teaching them little things. And this conversation was exactly like how ours is going. I make them laugh. I break down the heaviness of it. I show different parts of it. And I explain what this plant really does. So he ended up passing on. But the thing Mm -hmm. is, his dad sent me an email like a couple weeks after the funeral and was like, I just want you to know that the last few moments of his life, like his last few weeks, he wasn't in the pain that he was, and we were able to not have him on as many pills. Yeah. It gave us hope, even though we knew there wasn't one. So mm-hmm. please know how much we appreciate this. And for me, that's what I want. I want to create stuff that helps people like like you're, as you said, in a wheelchair. And Chris, you have cerebral palsy, you said, right? Right. So with cerebral palsy, CBD is a huge help. Your hands have to hurt every now and then just because my cousin had cerebral palsy. Now, I don't know how bad yours is, but like when I got my aunt and uncle who are complete, don't ever give us this stuff. It's bad type of people. When I got them to start trying it, they just opened up a pack and poured it in her drink. And within a week, just doing it every day, they were in tears calling me saying how her hands are opening up more. She's feeling more comfortable. Mm -hmm. So like it's, it's little things. If your doctor prescribes something, we all go 30 days for that initial prescription. That's why I put 30 packs in here. So you have 30 days to find your balance. Right. And you know, my thing is, is like I said, for me, like it made my body feel better. Like I literally felt like I could go run a marathon. Like, I'm not even kidding you. I just felt like, like even getting in and out of vehicles, like I was better. That's just smoking weed. So like it just helped my body because it just made my body just relax and just like, it was like, it felt like a nervous system reset, really like just Mm. 
But so like I know your stuff is probably gonna be even oh, better. Can I ask a question right quick though? Yeah, go ahead. No. Oh uh, <laughs> no, because you say like um because there was a church thing, like a church part about it, mm -hmm. um, because you're raised a certain way. And I think that's kind of, even though I did it, and that may become some of the anxiety I felt with smoking. Um, it's just like, hey, this is bad. You yeah, the do negative it. connotations that come with it. Yeah. So yeah. like, did you feel that way? I mean, I understand people may not do it because of that, but how did you feel about that? Yeah. Becoming so yeah, you pastor. Being a youth pastor, I look, I'll, truth be told, all right, so raw as I can be, right? Just be me, right? Mm -hmm. So what got me into cannabis was I was a foster dad to three medically fragile kids while being a youth pastor at a church. Mm -hmm. And I walked in on my wife having an affair with a guy from the church at a fundraiser mm -hmm. I was doing for his mom. Let's just leave it there. Oh, wow. Well, the state doesn't want certain people, uh, I'll just use men as my example, men <laughs> as my example, mm -hmm. they don't want the kids to be with a father figure. They want the mother because they need the mother is what they say. But the thing is, they gave our foster kids to her when she's the one that did wrong. And I had to lose everything. So for me, yeah. that depression, that mental illness that I was mm -hmm. already just starting to understand and feel good about, like, like who I am now is completely gone. I was going to bed at 10 o'clock at night, waking up at four in the afternoon, couldn't hold a job hmm. and I needed something else. And when I started cooking and getting into all these other things, what amazed me was I made friends with somebody that was like, Hey, you want to come over for a Halloween party actually? And I'm like, yeah. And I get there and we're playing Madden and there's people smoking weed. There's people drinking. It's a party, right? Hmm. So I've never actually smoked at that point. And I'm 28 years old at that point. Mm -hmm. and they hand me a joint and I look like I'm like the biggest rookie. I mean, instead of it being like, you know, like, like puff, puff, pass, I'm like puff, like look like a cigarette. And they were laughing at me like, all right, let's show you how to really smoke. And we start talking and all that. I ended up wanting to try it without other people around. Mm -hmm. I wanted to see what was going on with it because I've had this negative connotation on it for so long as a pastor. So for me to break that boundary, that took me being willing to be open with a group of strangers. And that is something that is very hard for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. The first time you smoke, you shouldn't be around a bunch of people that you don't know what you're going to do. Yeah. You shouldn't. It's like I talk about psilocybin uh, magic mushrooms as well. And I, I truth be told, I want to create a tea company in the future for it. Like that's a dream of mine because there's astronomical signs from all over the world about how that psilocybin is a natural chemical our body and our mind creates and how doing it in the right elements and doing it the right way with the right teachers, the mental health aspects of it are astronomical. It's like 12 years of therapy in one trip. Oh, and that's wow. something that's right. And that's <laughs> something that I now have experienced. Like I was offered to go to Dubai and do peyote with an actual shaman. And I'm sitting there going, I told my mom this and she's like, are you going to do it? And I'm like, uh, yeah. And she's like, do you trust this shaman? And I'm like, well, I like, he's an actual shaman. This is what he does. And like, I've looked up what this stuff is and people hear that and they think druggy, druggy, druggy. But the thing is, I don't do it for that trip. I do it for my head. Right. I suffer from a disease that when we hang up the phone, I'm going to remember everything I said that was stupid and made you guys not laugh and be like, see, I fucked up. And 
I didn't. I know this is going great because you guys are awesome. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's one of those things where these different plants have made such a difference in our lives. In lives, why aren't we looking into it more? And I just want to be a voice that says, hey, I'm a loud, bald, white guy who can make you laugh. What can I do to help everybody get to that next phase so we all evolve into the best us? And for you guys, I want to be able to send you guys a CBD like this. So you guys then turn around and you're on your social media and all of a sudden you're out to eat and your girl turns around and you accidentally just slip a pack right inside her stuff. You're like, Mm -hmm. baby, don't worry. It's as easy as ABCBD. I got you. Like, it's (laughs) like, she ain't getting none of this. (laughs) (laughs) Luke, I like your honesty, buddy. I like that. (laughs) So I have a question for you guys. Okay. All right. Yeah. Then wait. What what am I waiting for? What, like what I, I, I want to make sure I understand it. Like okay. I, okay. So we're, we're starting this. I'm talking to Chris. Like, hey, let's do this. And one day he just says, "All right, let's do a podcast." Um. So one day I'm I'm just on the computer. I'm I'm up early on the Sunday, and this is when I I, I just quit Walmart. So. You could talk about that's a whole story in itself, but <laughs> <laughs> so that's I told, Walmart. I can understand. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'm trying to get happy. I'm I'm telling people, you know, not telling people. I talked to a couple of people on the phone. Oh, this is cool. So I'm like, all right, how can I make myself more exciting? So let me see. Let me look at some things to see if, if I can get a title. So I type in like Google handicap stalls or whatever, and you know what's his name? Oh, I can't remember. You know the show Curb Curb Enthusiasm. Larry David. Yes. Yeah. I love so, that guy. It's <laughs> so funny. So I see it was a scene. I just clicked on it and and I watched the show a couple times. Um, but he's in a handicapped stall. And the guy in a wheelchair <laughs> comes up. <laughs> but the thing is, in the other stall, a- nobody's in the other stall. So he's like, hey, why don't you use the other stall? He's like, well, somebody's in there. He's like, well, then you wait. He kept saying, well, then you wait. And every time he had an excuse, he's like, no, you wait. Just, well, then you wait. So, you know, in, in my mind, I mean, I started laughing. He's like, you know what? We can, we can name it. Well, then you wait. And then I told him that, and I think I narrowed it down just a little bit more. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Let's just call it then wait. Like, I think that's catchy enough. I like it. It is. I I loved the name because you have to wait. And a lot of people don't understand the patience of it. Like, like me, I have my social media network, Delights Digital Cafe. Do I want it to be at a million subscribers where people are sharing it with pride and all that? Absolutely. Am I at 370? Yes, that is a long distance from a million. But at the end of the day, that patience and that work is what we don't realize is the important stuff. Right. So then weight is teaching you that patience. It goes exactly like my brand, brother. Like for real, it's one of these things where the calm, balanced delight is literally because I I have anxiety. I have anger issues. And I got tired of fighting people. And I mean that as in like, my my ex-wife to my sisters to my dad mm-hmm. it felt like no matter where you went there was this boom like of energy that people if they didn't felt hurt if they don't feel heard they'd get angry 
and they want to yell or they want to intimidate you in some way or like they call you names like we can find all these things and for me one day it was just that staying calm if i stay calm through everything even if you're yelling at me i just stay calm and let you yell and i don't yell back it's going to keep the room balanced because i'm giving you respect in that calm yeah. And that's all I want back. And that's how I show it. And you learn so much from that because that calmness is what taught me that not everybody's on your side and some people are just going to want to hurt you. Yeah. And that's something yeah. that is like it, every situation is going to be different. And I just want to be able to ha be, have a positive life. Doesn't mean I'm always having a great day. Doesn't mean I'm whatever. It just means that every day, if I stay calm, I'll feel good and accomplished at the end and it ends in a delight, even if we disagree. Right. Yeah. That's good. I love that. And I love what you said too, about, you know, just this going back to the kind of the negative connotations of this and how people will just take all these different pills and stuff like that, but they won't take something that's truly natural, truly natural mm -hmm. resource. People don't realize how much has been put on this earth to provide everything that we need in a natural way. Look, no matter what God you believe in, this earth was divinely created, in my opinion. It, I don't think that the God, God wants people killing themselves with toxins and everything when there's natural remedies out there that will provide us <laughs> the healing and, and everything that we need. But also, too, it's, it's hilarious to me that people, especially within the church community, we'll go back to that for a second, how they'll take all these different, they'll take 15 different meds, no problem. You're killing yourself. You're poisoning yourself. It may give you some subtle relief for a moment, but mm -hmm. overall, you're causing more damage to your brain, to your liver, to your heart, to your kidneys. But yet, you won't take something that's natural. It makes no sense. It makes no. Amen. Sense. Here, let me play with you on this one too. Ready? I'm just going to ask a question, and you guys tell me what your thoughts are on it. How come when you get prescribed a pill, Luke, you you said you're in a wheelchair, and Chris, you've got medicines that they're going to make you take for your cerebral palsy. For both of those things, they're going to keep prescribing you things. And then all of a sudden, you guys are like, oh, well, I noticed that my knees are hurting more and yep. my muscles are, are, are tighter. They're like, oh, we're going to give you this pill that's going to do this. And it's never something that's just about like, oh, why don't you drink more water? Or why don't we switch your diet to this? Or why don't we talk about what meditation can do for you? Oh, I can't meditate. Well, why don't we talk about how we can figure out a way to give you five minutes for Luke, five minutes for Chris. I make the joke, like I'm a nail biter. All right. And I make the joke how on Sundays I watch football with my dad, mm -hmm. but I'm doing my nails with my mom. And the reason I do that is when I'm doing my nails is I don't want to bite them because mm -hmm. I'm actually taking care of them. And that's self-love because I can't pick up my phone when the nail polish is on. I don't do my toes. I go professionally and get a, a pedicure because they <laughs> massage my foot. Like for real guys, self-love <laughs> men need to go get more pedicures. I'm just going to say that right now. It is amazing guys. <laughs> but that self-love is something as small as doing our nails. And it's that like, five minutes of you taking care of you. So imagine what it could be with that, like taking that when you're getting in an angered state, instead of being like, I, I used to have a lot of anger and I'd punch through a wall and stuff like that. I was that kid that like couldn't control himself at times. And I didn't want to be on Ritalin and Adderall anymore. Right. So for me, this has been a lifelong thing of learning 
And I just want to be able to have people like you two who are on pills not have to think, oh, I need to get another pill because the doctor's prescribing it. It's what if this this individual packet starts to help you be able to be like, all right, the next decision that's going to be good, I'm not going to be getting... I'm going to have fun with this because it's something I do. I'm not going to go through the drive-thru and get a dozen donuts and then only give one to everybody, one to somebody else. The rest 11 are mine. Like, like yeah. for real, that, that amount of sugar is so bad for you. But that little bit of things that we do, like cut out pop. For, for real, guys, the minute you cut out pop on your life, I bet you lose 20 pounds within a month. And I'm not even kidding. It's these little things that we don't know that we're putting in our bodies that you just need to see that first domino fall. Yeah. And that light then keeps you going because Luke feels so, so much better. He's like, well, then wait, because watch what else I'm going to do. And then Chris comes along and he's like, then wait, because look what I can do now. And it all starts with that one little step instead of letting another pill put us another domino to go over. That's it, dude. I love that, dude. Yeah, I love it. You get me pumped up. You get me pumped up, man. That's what I do. I come on here just to, like, pump everybody up. I love it. Especially with the dead weight thing because it's saying, like, we got this, but there's so much more to come. Like, just sit back and watch us Um, together individually, yeah. Oh, sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you, but, like, Luke, you mentioned how you had a tough week. Mm -hmm. Well, do you work this weekend at all or are you off? Well, see, um, I just went on disability. I was like, I need to, I, I've been on disability for almost a year now after I quit my job. So like, um, so I, I do stuff like with the, like stuff with the podcast and things like that. And, um, but I'm not really doing, I would like to get back to work. I'm, I'm in that like, um, mindset. Transition. Yeah. Transition where I kind of want to go back to work. Um, so we'll see well, how it goes. So then this weekend, what are you going to do for Luke? Are you going to do your nails? Are you going to shave your head? Because, like, I got to admit, bald is beautiful. I love well, I, him. I shaved so, my head yesterday. Last I night wish I, I could go bald. <laughs> <laughs> Haircut yeah. expensive, man. I shaved my head last night. I bought, like, a little uh, $20 shaver thing that I needed, and I, I shaved it. I just went over it as much as I could. and Looks good, dude. Yeah, so... <laughs> You look, I, it feels good, doesn't it? Yeah. After you shave your head for a few days, you feel confident. When you shave your face, Chris, after you get that, you get that, you have a baby face, never mind. But when you <laughs> shave your face, it feels he, he, cool. He actually gets more uh, facial hair than I do. Yeah, I can actually, well, he grow, actually grow, dude, he grow. He gets, He gets more facial hair than I do. I just get tired of upkeep, really, I do. I, oh, I'm see, I'm jealous. Honest beard respect. You got a guy. If you can grow a really good beard, grow it. Like, like you honestly, dude. I don't know whether you, whatever your your fancy is. People <laughs> love beards. I don't know what it is. I'll be walking down the street. Some guy will walk up and be like, mm, your beard looks really nice. And I'm like, first off, you don't just touch random strangers. <laughs> second off, second off, thank you. And it's just like that's this fun and it's. W- on my show, women are like, Brandon, your beard looks good today all the time in the comments. And I'm like, thank you. Yeah. I know. I'm adorable. <laughs> so do you have to pay for any one of these um, shows? Like, how do you, I would like to attend one of these. So how do you do this? Oh, easy. Simple as can be. So YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, we go live okay. uh, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. So 9 a.m. your time. Mm-hmm. And we literally like from nine to 10 for you guys. I'm just doing it easy for your time zone from nine to 10. Your time. 
There was confusion on that. I thought you were talking about you being in Central Time, and I'm like, we're in Eastern Time. I thought Ohio was in Central Time. So, do you want to have some fun with this? I'm reading your email, and I'm looking up Tennessee, and it's saying how Nashville's one time zone, and another one in Tennessee's another time zone. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at this, and they said, my buddy that's helping me, because I thought I was a lunatic. I'm like, how do I help this? I don't know what I'm doing wrong here. And he goes, well, I think Cleveland, <laughs> I think Cleveland, Tennessee is the line. And I'm like, really? And he's like, well, that's what we're going to go with. No idea that you guys are in Cleveland, Tennessee. So, like, so, go ahead, buddy. I was going to say, uh, I think Chattanooga, we're, we're literally like right outside of Chattanooga. Yeah, so. Chattanooga is the line. Yeah. Once you pass over yeah. into that, you're in the Eastern time zone. Yeah, so man, we're so, in the same Eastern. time zone. Yeah. All right, perfect. So 10 o'clock then. So 10 a.m., I go live and my co-host is in South Africa. So I make jokes because, like, I, I have you ever been to South Africa? No, no. I like to though. Me, thank you. Me too. Mm-hmm. So for me, I was like, I just cracked these things up. The one day she's driving to work and she stops and takes a video of a giraffe on the side of the road, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I, so I make these jokes where I'm like, her name's Ilsa. I'm like, Ilsa wakes up, slides down her giraffe right into the ocean and starts swimming with the sharks because they have all they have the highest number of great white sharks in South Africa. And she teaches these sharks how to swim. And like they're like, people hear this and they're like, wait, what? And I'm like, it's all made up. It's just fun. Like, do you really think she's sliding down a giraffe? Like, come on. <laughs> like, let's, let's not go there. But like the point of the show is the energy we're doing here is something that's contagious. And I got tired of waking up and being in a bad mood. I got tired of waking up, especially during COVID. And everybody was just anything you went on social media. It's either somebody bragging or somebody complaining. And I'm like, I want out of this cycle. I want out of this negative. Like, And I started really breaking things down of how you ever go stand in line and the person in front of you starts talking Nine out of 10 times, it's usually them complaining like, oh, it's raining outside again. I got to cut the grass. And you're like, I don't even know you. Yeah. Like, why? Like, so I, I, I wanted it to be different. So when we go live, you could I, honestly, we should get you guys on an episode because 10 a.m., I'm just a ball of energy then. This is me like at the end of my gas tank, ready to go cook my dinner and pass out on the floor. Like, I'm, I, <laughs> I know it doesn't seem like that, but the truth is it's, I know what I bring and this is the energy I can put out there. And if after this, I go sit down and I be alone and I meditate for a little bit, which was 38 years of me learning myself, it's, I'm not just giving out positive. It's, I am able to take that positive after this and refill me. And that's something that a lot of us are trying to learn how to do. So I don't tell anybody anything. I I don't say I have an answer. I don't say follow me because I'm going to give you an answer. I say, follow me because of the fact I'll ask questions and I don't want you to think I'm going to say this is right and this is wrong. I'm going to say, what fits you best? What makes you the best Luke? What makes you the best Chris? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, we all are different, but we need that respect for one another to keep moving forwards. And that's all I'm trying to bring to everybody. And that's what we kind of bring. We, because we, we, we're totally two different guys. No, I thought you guys were brothers. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Luke looks back at him all seriousness. He's like, you are my brother, Chris. Like, he said it with, like, a pure love in his heart, too. Like, it was the greatest look. I wish I would have screenshot that. Good Lord, was that great. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but, like, we can have an intense conversation and be like, no, whatever. But one thing we never do is disrespect each other. So that way, after the conversation is over, we go back to laughing and joking and things like that. I mean, we're men and we're competitive men. So, like, sometimes it's hard for people to see two disabled guys going at each other. Like, we're still competitive. We're still. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I'm picturing wheelchairs and you being like, no, F you. No, F you. And like, you're in public. But I'm fluent in sign language. I, I was. I don't know why. It was just a language I I grasped. I talked oh, with my hands. Cool. Yeah, yeah. But like when you're out <laughs> in public with a group of deaf people, oh my god, they're the loudest people in the room because <laughs> they can't hear each other. So they're like slamming things on tables and they're like like pointing at each other and then all of a sudden it's silent and they're like. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like. All of that noise got the whole restaurant to look like it, it cracks me up. So I'm picturing you two just cussing each other out. And then all of a sudden you're like, hey, do you want to try that new beer over here? Let's go try that beer. <laughs> I mean, it does get heated sometimes, but it, it's always like we know our limits. I think it's just weird. Mm. Like I'm very, uh, what's the word? Sexy. Not that. I am that. Thank you. No, but I think I, <laughs> I'm just like a very intense person, you know, like me, that's how me and my, my brothers are. And I think Luke, he can be that somewhat like he's chill 98% of the time, but you get him going and it's like, I, I, you know. And that's one of the things that for me personally, like I had to like learn how to do because I am chill. So like people would think that I'm uh, taking my kindness of weakness. So like, I want you to stop talking or whatever. So I was, all right, whatever. I just let you talk and it'll be over. But I realized that sometimes you can't do that. You if I don't voice my opinion, then I, I, I'm not doing anything. It's just making me upset because I had an opportunity to say something that I didn't say it. So, um, mm-hmm. it's not a, it's but not remember, a, remember, remember, sometimes, sometimes saying nothing means it says a lot more. And well, I had to learn that the hard way well, too. And I know, you know, your boundaries. I'm just yeah. saying in general, well, like, see, that's, nope. say, that's the thing. I'm coming from the other way. I'm the one okay. that won't talk. You know, it's like kind of like shutting down. So like, mm-hmm. I still know when to shut up and say, you're not worth my time. I mean, not, not saying that to Chris, but like, you're not worth my time. <laughs> Chris's face got so red there too. I thought he would like, put your shirt over his head. He was like, what did I do? Like, <laughs> you know, not saying, you know, not saying that about Chris, but some people are just stupid. Yeah. It's like, no matter what you're going to say, they're not going to listen to you. All they're doing is listen to you just to, say what they got to say like oh you just didn't hear nothing i said so right i think that's important though what you said about how sometimes silence says more than enough you know it's enough and i've had to learn that and just recently just learning that just hey you don't always have to give your two cents Mm -hmm. just be quiet Mm -hmm. you know sometimes Mm -hmm. just let people talk because just because they're coming off a certain way doesn't mean they necessarily mean that sometimes you just get kicked off and you just got to vent a little bit doesn't mean you're necessarily serious on everything that you say but, you know, a lot of times I think people have a hard time reading yeah. that, you know, and I, understanding I, people. It's so funny to me how people want everyone to be understanding of what they're going through, but they refuse to be understanding of anyone else, you know. Amen. 
So, Chris, you're preaching today, buddy. I love it. But I was going to mention something else too. I know you talked about your little group that you do and you say, you know, you can't get, you can't get angry. You can't snap, you know, you got to hear everybody out, which I love, you know, and my younger self, like I had a temper and everything. That's things I had to work on over the years. Thankfully I'm better with it now, but it's like, I've always been one of those people and I get it from my family, I guess. It's just like, you know, if someone doesn't agree with you, you know, you just pop off on them, whatever, but it's like, you got to learn to be understanding of others. Cause if you want people to hear you out and see, um, you know, help you with what you're going through or whatever it may be, you know, your business, your podcast, whatever it may be, uh, you got to be understanding of others as well. And that's one thing like yeah. me, Luke and other of our friends, we could have heated conversations. Things can get intense, but there's love at the end of the day. You know, it may get heated. It I may get intense, that. but we don't like cuss each yep. other out. We don't try to fight each other. We don't try to kill each other. No. It's, oh, darn you know <laughs> yeah it might disappoint some people but. Just, just kidding no that's a good thing that's a good thing yeah I, I i called it when i i literally broke up with my fiance like in the middle of covid and the mm-hmm. reason i did that is because i was seeing what we're talking about with my company and all that the biggest thing i saw is when i stayed calm she always wanted to push a little bit further and if I go to walk away, I'm like, look, I'm getting, I'm about to yell and I don't want to yell yeah. time out. I'm going to walk away. If somebody doesn't let you walk away for you to be able to reset and rethink what you're saying, they're just crossing your boundaries, yeah. which means they don't have any themselves. And that's where I've started to feel bad for her. And I realized this is not a healthy relationship anymore. Her and I are being toxic and codependent and the sooner I'm able to step away, she's going to see herself and I'll see myself. And truth be told, we're still friends now. Like I, she's dating someone new. I've met him. It was awkward at first because she was flirting with me. I know I'm adorable, but <laughs> it was one of those things where it's that boundary was something that all of us let go of so easily because we want to be right. And that yeah. staying calm helped me be able to see that, I had to ask for a timeout to walk away. So I didn't get mad because yeah. I don't know if you guys got this, but I'm kind of quick. Mm-hmm. And if I'm mad, I'm 10 times faster mm-hmm. and I could be, I've done a lot of things in my life and I'm loud. Mm-hmm. I can easily be the loudest person in the room if I wanted. And it's not something that I could, should be proud of, but I used to be, mm-hmm. but like, I want to be able to have that conversation to give you, like we talked about that respect and we learn our boundaries because you can cuss each other out. But then at the end of it all, you didn't say anything where you're hurting the other person to the point that they don't want to talk to you anymore. Or if they call a timeout, they need to get away. So they don't say something mean to you. That's stuff that I had to learn the hard way. Mm-hmm. And truth be told that boundaries are so I'm, I see so many people let go of their boundaries just to be right. And I'm like, wait a minute. I don't want to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to show the difference instead of tell people. So right. that's just, you, I love how you guys do your stuff. Cause you guys are, you guys play off each other too, in such good ways, you know? Appreciate that. Yeah, but I know, yeah. You know, I know for me, like I said, I struggled with anger, but as a kid, I was real quiet. I never wanted to upset anybody. I always wanted to appease everybody, be the peacemaker. So as I got older, I started, you know, just struggling with being disabled, losing different abilities and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I started just getting angry. And I literally, at one point, I just wanted to die. Like I was done with it, you know? And, uh, but thank the Lord, you know, I got through that. But it's like, I had to learn how to go from being the quiet guy to the guy that would just pop off and just 
figuring that out, you know, carving that lane out. But now one mm. thing I do now is like, and I've had to learn this is just when I start to get angry, when I start to get upset, I do just what you do. Hey, I need a minute. Give me a minute. Cause if I don't give a minute to myself and just breathe and just talk to myself, whatever it may be, say a small prayer, whatever it is, just to let <laughs> yep. go. I mean, people laugh at that, but it's true. Like it's I just have so to true. let go of that anger and just let it go. Because if I don't do that, I, I mean, I can, when I get angry, when I pop and everyone who knows me knows this, I go from zero to a hundred and I could be, I mean, just punching holes in walls, flipping dead, whatever it is, I'll break something probably like, or just snap at somebody and just say them. Like if, and I feel bad. Because, no, I know, but I feel bad though because if I know people on a personal level, I'm going to say yeah. some things to you that will just, just tear you down, like destroy you, you know? Yep. So I don't want to be, that I know that person, feeling, you know, Mm-mm. cause you, so, cause you don't like when it, it made you feel that way. Right. And like, like, all right. So I have to ask a personal question. Mm-hmm. Are either of you wheelchairs electric? Both of them are. Yeah, we got both of them. Oh, hell yeah, guys, you got the best answer. You just say, I need a timeout. And if they don't respect it, just start turning around. And if they follow you, run over their foot. That's all I have to say. (laughs) Oops, I didn't see your foot there. All right. Like, (laughs) I feel that. If I'm popping off somebody, they deserve it because I'm. I'm too too chill. Yeah, if you get Luke that mad, you did a lot. Okay, that's all I can say. You did a lot. I'm like looking at Luke. I'm like, I don't think he gets mad often, but when he oh. does, you let like that. When Luke gets mad, you know, all right, I got to shut up and listen because he's yeah. going to make a point. And I could see that just by the way he talks. You know what I mean? It's not like, Chris, I'm not insulting you. You're sexy. Luke, you're going, I love the bald man. <laughs> but like, it's one of those things where his energy is that like calming in the room. Yeah. So like, it's like the three of us are in a room, my high energy would start to match his. And then when you and I are talking, Chris, I'd be matching yours. And then we just feed each other and you create that atmosphere that makes something awesome. Like you two are doing with your show. Right. I mean, cause I'm a lot like what you said. I could be the loudest person in the room. I mean, I could just, I always have been people have always told me, Chris, you're too loud. I can't help it. I'm just, I have a real big like personality and I'm just, I get excited real quick. Like if I'm passionate about something and you get me on that, watch out. Cause yeah, right? you know? you I laugh. like that. You got, he's got a laugh. If you get him laughing, you're going to hear it too. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Me and Luke have been told we got the gift to Gab. I got the energy. He's got the calmness. It's like a yin and a yang, you know, just perfect. That is a great way of saying it. The yin <laughs> and the yang. I love it. Like, and actually, I hate to make this joke. You guys could be the yin and the yang. Because <laughs> it's, it's a black and a white thing. I'm like, I, did you see me cover my face? Like, don't say it, don't say it. Like, I, look, energy is real in my eyes. And you guys have a great energy. So that yin and yang is perfect. But people see color. People yeah. see energy and they don't realize that's what they're seeing you guys put out such a great energy that that joke i knew i could make mm-hmm. and i know luke's not gonna put it at the end like brandon's a racist i mean if you do luke i apologize <laughs> no, like i wasn't what i was going for <laughs> maybe it's chris that puts that i don't know you got <laughs> but like it's one of those things where because of your energy those jokes are able to be made because you know i'm not saying it in a bad way Right. I'm saying it where you, t- I'm complimenting you while making a joke. 
And that's what a lot of people miss on these things. So I want you to know, like, I, I oh, hold on, Luke, I got you. Like, I see you reaching for the phone. I, I got you, buddy. It's 7.06. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I can't. It's, it's can't force a it. habit. It's it habit. I get it. Well, I get saying, it. Trust I'm me. not even looking at my notifications or anything. I'm just looking at the time. I know. I do it too. Usually, I do it. I mean, I'm always looking because we're just trying to keep things on. Because either on track, either we're struggling sometimes, yeah, or some oh, yeah. conversation in like in our. We still try to have a a time. We don't want to be doing two hours, right? Um, doing this because. I love podcasts and I don't spend two hours listening to one podcast in a day. So mm-hmm. um, my morning show is two hours long, but that's mm-hmm. because the first half is energy. The second half is an interview. So you, mm-hmm. I have an audience that like literally 11 AM, boom, I, I watch the audience drop down to like single digits and then mm-hmm. shoot back up into like the twenties and thirties <laughs> because they want to see who I'm going to be interviewing. Yeah. And you never know who I'm going to have on because I've had a, I've had guys who are actors. I've had authors. I've had I've had OnlyFans girls just because I wanted to have the conversation about OnlyFans. Like they're not hookers. They're like a lot of these girls do things where they're just posting pictures, and guys are the yeah. ones that are creepy. Yeah. And I'm like, you're you're not like a stripper. You're at your house. You're in your bedroom taking a picture that's a sexy picture that you'd send to other people. And some guys want to pay you 20 bucks for it. Shit. I wish I had a pair of boobs that were that good. Like, <laughs> well, that's, that's all it is. You know? Yeah. No, I, I get that, man. I, I would love to like pick your brain some things. Cause like, I think this is real cool. Like this was doing. a really good conversation. I've enjoyed it. And even oh, I, love talking, it. I, 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 I just love that. But just having like, I mean, we try to keep it kind of like niche on a podcast, but like, mm. I don't even know if I'm saying the word right. I hate saying you that mean word. Niche? Niche. Yeah. I mean, niche, niche. I've, I've heard people say it like, <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I don't know the proper <laughs> way to say it. Yeah. Tomato, tomato, yeah, potato, potato. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And um, so, unfortunately, like, you guys are like really staring at each other. Like I'm yeah, scared of what this next. I was, like, I was about to say something, then I was like, "Hold on," and I looked. It doesn't matter. Go ahead. Okay, I'm good. You got anything? I, I do. If you guys, talk, how about I, this? I got this. I got this. Ready, guys? I got you. Ready? Watch, Luke. I got you. All right. So I'd love to come back, guys, and talk again. It doesn't even have to be recorded. So why don't we take the chance to actually look at a schedule and schedule a time to just BS and figure out that way you could ask me anything. And if you want to do another recording, let me know. I'd be more than happy to come again. How's Ooh, that? I was going to, I was getting ready to ask you that. Um, uh, See, I got you, Luke. I, I told you. Because there were some things that I wanted to ask, ask about, but I, it's just not going to be enough time to do that. Yeah. But um, you have good conversation skills and, you know, I'm I'm digging it. So we can thank you this again. And I mean, we could probably do five more episodes up and down the road. Like <laughs> honestly, because I know for me personally going to the mental health, I really want to get into that and have people yes, on the show absolutely. about mental health. Uh, because I've, I've dealt with that. I know you've dealt with that. And so I, I've I'm, got family that deals with it. So I'm actually Do you have any tattoos? Yes. Luke does. I have a lot of tattoos. And that is my therapy right there. Luke and I are boys right there. All right. I, I'm covered in tattoos. And the first tattoo I got, I was 18. It's a cross right here. It points as a muscle points right to my heart. Why do I have that? So I remember that the cross is always pointing to my heart. And then when I, lo- I left the church and I started getting more into just religion as a whole, 
Mm-hmm. I wanted to understand what that love thing was. And I had to learn that about myself. So mm-hmm. one of the next tattoos I got is a semicolon. Do you guys mm-hmm. know about the semicolon? Isn't that a, is that a suicide thing? Yeah. Go with it, Chris. Go with your gut, man. You had it, buddy. I saw it in there. I want it. I love it. <laughs> so it's suicide awareness because I didn't put a period on my life. I got a semicolon because I still have a story to tell. Mm-hmm. I still oh, have a reason. I'm here, right. And it's not me that came up with that. That's just, it's a movement that a lot of people that get tattoos, they do. I've seen people get like words and then the semicolons in the word. I've seen people get like butterflies and stuff like that. So like, when I say let's talk, like, I mean it, like you didn't even get to see my full sleeve Ninja Turtle tattoo. Like I, I got, <laughs> like I, it's, Oh my God. Yeah. Here, I'll give you one of them because otherwise you're going to get me going off on Cleveland and <laughs> why I love this city. I'll, do you want, who's your favorite Ninja Turtle? I'll, I'll, one of you throw one out. Oh. I'm going to say Michelangelo. Yeah. That'll work. Perfect. Yeah. So you guys ever had chef boy RD? Yeah. Yes. So Chef Boyardee is actually from Cleveland, Ohio. All right. Mm-hmm. So on my arm, I have Chef Mike RD. And as you can see, <laughs> That's he's awesome. holding the pizza and all that. And then in his arm, I'm going to do my best to get this in the camera right here, even though I'm a hairy son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> there's a, a tattoo of a grilled cheese. So Michelangelo actually has a tattoo on him. And it represents the whole food scene of Cleveland because this city has a huge food scene. Like anything you can think of, we have it. And then we've had people who are like Michelin star chefs that cook here all the time. So for me, Chef Boyardee represents the food scene and why we have it connected. Why a grilled cheese? Because the hottest restaurant in Cleveland right now is called Melt. It's gourmet grilled cheese. Mm. And what oh, it is is, God. I would be- oh, guys, you mm. come to Cleveland, we're going to Melt. Just going to mm. warn you. All right. I'll, I'll mm. personally take you guys because you'll be blown away. Like, the first meal you most people get is the kindergartner because they don't know what else to get because it's such an overwhelming menu. And what I mean by that is you don't eat the rest of the day. It's that big of a meal. You're getting two Texas style toasts on either side of all these like seven different cheeses with bacon galore inside. And when I say you're full, I've taken people there that say they can out eat me that don't even finish the meal. And it, they're like, I can't eat anything the rest of the day. And they don't like, and for that tattoo gets you 25% off for life. The minute I showed the owner of the restaurant, this tattoo, he laughed and goes, Brandon, what the heck? Who thought of getting a tattoo in a tattoo? And I'm like, well, I've always wanted a full sleeve tattoo and I needed a cover up. So I did the Ninja Turtles because you have to have childlike faith to know who you are. And this tattoo was my ex-wife and I's tattoo. So I needed to cover up the shittiest part of my life and put it back in the sewer. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's so good. (laughs) And I only gave you one of them. So please know all four have significance and we make the joke about the guardians, but under my arm here, yeah, ignore the sweat. I'll do this. Um, so like under my arm here is Donatello. And he actually, before we ever knew they were going to be getting rid of the Indians, I got that, t- this tattoo and Donatello is one of the guardians. Mm-hmm. The actual re- reason for the guardians is back in the early 1900s. Cleveland was a huge city that was like on the cusp of blowing up. It was going to be Cleveland or Chicago. And the thing was, Cleveland had so much going on with it. The Guardians are facing, there's eight Guardians, and they're facing all different ways on 
one of the main bridges in the city. And what they focus on is providing the protection and the strength of the city through that bridge of being the entering and leaving. So I got the guardian there to be able to be a reminder of each turtle plays a role in it. Like, I bet you'll never guess, you guys are gonna say Jordan and I'm gonna tell you now you're wrong. Donatello or Michelangelo, gotta twist my arm here. Michelangelo or Raphael, I mean, is LeBron. Why? Because we went so long without any championships here, even after he left. It was, it was the way he left. It was rude. It was bad. He made the city look bad. That's why people got mad. But he came back and did stuff nobody's ever been able to do. Mm-hmm. And truth be told, right. I can't be mad at you. You brought us a championship. That's why I, I, he's actually seen this, just so you know. I oh. met LeBron once in my life, and he, his bodyguard, I was running a bar, his bodyguard saw it and goes, is that? Jordan or LeBron? And I go, he's LeBron. Look, he's throwing up the smoke. Like, come on. <laughs> and he starts laughing and goes, come with me. And it's LeBron's personal bodyguard. And I like, I knew LeBron was there because I'm running the bar and all that. He shows it and he goes, look, and I'm wearing a shirt like this. And LeBron goes, why'd you only get me? I go, I didn't. And I take my shirt off and I show him all four <laughs> in the bar. I got LeBron James laughing his ass off at me and it works. Like he opened up in such a different way. He asked me questions about him. Like I have the slime here and all that. And like, it's meant to be a communication thing because a lot of people see tattoos as a negative. I'm sorry. I'm rambling now. No, so no, I got to no, come no, back. No, you're good. I saw, uh, that, I, I saw that Luke. No, that look, Luke. <laughs> my look is. He's looking at me because he's looking at, because he wants me to get tattoos. I do want to get tattoos. I'm not against tattoos. I love tattoos. Okay, I want to. So, but I, I don't I'll make you a deal, Chris. I'll make you a deal. All right. Yeah. You two have to decide on a tattoo, and mainly you, Chris, because it's your body. Luke's not going to have it on him for the rest of his life. But something that would be for you. And you said to yourself that you wanted to, like, you were like, I just didn't want to go on. You didn't put a period on your life, brother. You kept fucking going. You're fucking here, and you're changing who you are every day and shining a light on others. So for me, what would make you want to get a tattoo is find a way to get your semicolon in something that makes Chris proud as hell. Because the truth is, man, I'll fly down there and I would, lo- I, shit, I'd drive down there. I love to drive, but I will drive down, watch you get this tattoo and probably get a tattoo with you. I'm also all pierced up. Like you guys can't even see all my piercings I have. Oh, that's cool. I, I have my ears pierced though. That is cool. I do have uh, my ears pierced. What, what pierce? Like the, I, the- I, I, I don't, I just. He just got the standard. I just got the yeah, standard, like, just got my ears. See, oh, so I got the cartilages. I got up here. I got this one's for headaches. And then this one. See where that one is? Yeah. That thing hurt. I swear to God, the guy that was piercing me, he wasn't my normal piercer, okay? I swear to God, this guy was trying to pick up my girl. And he was like, <laughs> I'm going to make him look like a little bitch. And I'm like, ah, like I screamed. I, I have tattoos all over, and I'm like, that was the worst thing that I've ever had go in me. And I'm like, that just hurt. So like, I I, I want to get this one done. My nipples are my one nipples pierced because I couldn't handle the second one. Like after they did the one, I'm like, I'm not getting the next one done. Ask any anybody that gets their nipples pierced. Be like, do you have one or two? And then they'll tell you, I have two. I have one or two because they couldn't handle the pain or they got them both at the exact same time. Swear, your guys are going to laugh at me on that, but start asking people that. Are your nipples pierced? That should be a question for all your guests. 
and then you just then wait. That's the opening question. <laughs> that would be cool. That would be cool. It's, it's, it separates you and is hilarious. So like, yeah. But I know I went over on my time, guys. No, but this no, was no, you're, no, you're you're, you're, you're fine, dude. Don't worry yeah. about it. Oh, thanks. I've been working out. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. Um, so we're gonna, you know, wrap this up and give you a couple exit questions. Exit questions. Yeah, we got some questions for you. So, now. are these like me, rapid fire? I got to answer quickly. No. So give me all right, sports. Give me your top five athletes. That played on the Cleveland, any kind of any kind of Cleveland, Ohio. It could be Ohio State or just in Cleveland um, athletes. Okay, this is gonna be fun. So I'm gonna go number one right off the bat. Jim Brown. Jim Brown is one of the greatest running backs, and he's one of the greatest NFL players in the history. He has eight seasons, and he played less games than or half a season now. He literally was breaking records before anybody else even knew you could do things like this. And that son of a bitch worked at Pepsi delivering Pepsis because he didn't make enough money. So Jim Brown, hands down, greatest NFL athlete, in my opinion. And even if he wasn't a from Cleveland or a Cleveland player, I would still say that. Mm -hmm. Second, I have to give LeBron his credit. I do. I really do. He came back three, three down three, one. And he was, he took a team full of all-stars and was like, but that he played a team full of all stars <laughs> with a team full of people who are just look at where Kyrie is now. He's not even playing in the league today because, well, he doesn't want to get the vaccine, but he's you're not seeing anybody else on that team still playing. Mm -hmm. And LeBron led that to a championship. He, he stood above all else. So my next one, Miles Garrett. And if oh, you don't know who that is, oh my gosh. Mm. He, so he's my dream. He is my dream player for who I would want to represent my brand. Mm -hmm. And I say that because of the fact he, if you don't know who he is on national television, a Thursday night game, he sacked a quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mason Rudolph. <laughs> yeah. And like in that moment, Mason said something and it was the final play of the game. Mm -hmm. And this calm, Greek God looking type of player loses it. And this guy did something to piss him off in a way that he rips his helmet off and he's walking away. And this idiot that he just sacked and he's walking away from wants to follow him and still talk shit. He ended up hitting him in the head with the helmet and he's the one that gets suspended for the rest of the year. Now, most people hear that and they're like, barbaric. Guess what? He jumped on a plane, flew to Africa, spent the whole rest of his, his suspension in Africa, donating time, money, and energy to everything else he could not to hear about it. Since he's come back, he refuses to talk about it because he's like, look, there was cameras there. There was, there was microphones all around, and they don't have evidence of what was said. <laughs> so I look bad. Mm -hmm. And he's able to turn his back, stay calm, stay balanced. And guess what? He's still leading the defensive player of the year candidate right now. And I, he is everything I'd want is a brand ambassador in a hundred percent honesty. I ain't gonna lie to you. I wish he was a Raven sometimes, man. He's a, yeah, he's a big he do something that line. I hate to break it to you. He's a brand. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. You got 
you guys got a Super Bowl two years after the Browns moved. Like, <laughs> like, do you know how? Let's look at this. We had sixty years of no fifty-four years of no championships, and in that time, because we didn't want to build a new stadium on Art Modell's time, he moved it to your city to to Baltimore, and then they get a championship two years later. Art Modell can go to hell. Oh wait, he's already there. Um, <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> Your guys are gonna have to edit that out, probably, but I don't care. Leave it. I say it on stage. I'm, I'm so a, I'm gonna leave it in there. <laughs> yeah, please do. Uh, so two more. I would have to go. So this name's probably gonna throw you, but Omar Vizquel. Omar Vizquel was a baseball player. He played shortstop for the Indians. Yeah. And the thing is, Omar is one of the most genuine human beings on this earth. That guy, like. His first whole paycheck he bought, he got, he turned around and bought like shoes for his native village, all the kids that never got to play. Mm. He built baseball facilities in his native country. And he's just, he's a good dude. And that's what we don't hear about on the news. And what pisses me off is these are the things we'd rather talk about the guy who played second base next to him, Carlos Baerga, who had a Coke addiction and beat mm. his wife instead of what Omar Vizquel is doing. And the huge changes he did in his life. And for me, that's something that why I do what I do is I, I like to see the positives. Yeah. Yep. Lastly would be, uh, so I, I knew those other ones so quickly. If I have to pick a fifth, this is a tough one. I have to be honest. I have like a hundred names run through my head. Leroy Kelly. Who's that? Who, yeah, I don't know who that is. Oh, <laughs> so have you ever heard of, uh, this is going to be fun, Red Right 88 or the Fumble? So the Browns are in the AFC Championship game. They're playing the Denver Broncos. And Denver, the year before, does a play called Red Right 88. And John Elway scores with less than a minute to play in the game and ends up giving Denver the win, and Denver goes to the Super Bowl. The thing is, the Browns were winning that entire game, and that last minute, Denver, he just he executed a perfect play, and it went down the field, and he, he got it. The next year, Leroy Kelly is same scenario, but the Browns are driving, Okay less than a minute and he has a handoff he has nothing but the end zone in front of him and he's running and the ball wasn't tucked in right and it slips out at the one yard line and it fumbles mm. and jumps on top of it so here's the thing he wrote a book years later called everybody fumbles i actually met him at like a brown's type of fundraiser and he autographed a copy because i i had a copy of it and i i knew he was going to be there the thing is, that moment changed his life in so many ways because now all these fans that loved him, that idolized him as a running back and all this, are now like, die, motherfucker, die! Like, they're sending him death threats, racism out the wazoo, all this stuff. And he writes a book years later about how everybody fumbles. And he explains how that one fumble changed his life in so many ways, mentally, physically, spiritually. It made him have to reset. And for me, that one play defined so much of this man's life, yet he did so many other things that weren't ever accredited for. He's in, he's, I cannot say for a fact, but I do believe he is in the Football Hall of Fame. I believe he, I know he was up for it. I don't remember if he got in. But the thing is, he was able to take such a negative situation and say, hold on, I'm human still. 
And that's something that a lot of us miss. So for me, my top five are all people that made a difference in not just their world, but in the world around them and were willing to shine a light on a negative situation. That's cool. That helped. Awesome. That is so good. <laughs> my next question is another list. Uh-oh. Uh, it's another list. But um, okay, give me five people dead or alive that you would want to have dinner with. Robin Williams, right off the bat. He is I, I that man is my soul like I, I i that man is an epitome of genuine sincerity and his mental illness was something that was not taken seriously by the people around him and that was the, an issue and for me robin williams i would hands down want to meet um i would like to meet van gogh uh just because he you guys are gonna laugh at me there's rumors and i've not ever heard the truth because nobody wants to admit it one way or another, and I can't find it, that he would actually take a whole bunch of mushrooms that he grew himself and then go paint. And I think that would be fascinating to see him go into this other dimension of his mind and watch him just come out. That that just fascinates me. Yeah. Um, I would love, love to have a full-on conversation with Elon Musk and just sit down with him because the way I picture the future and the way he did his companies, um, Prime example, Tesla, before Tesla took off and became this huge company, he actually put all the patents and how to build your own Tesla on Google Drive for everybody in the world to go do, go make because he mm. couldn't get funding. Everybody thought he was a lunatic. Electric cars? No way. Well, look where it's at now. What did he do to make his money? He created PayPal because nobody else wanted to invest in him. And then he took the money he made from PayPal, reinvested it back into Tesla. So for me, someone like Elon Musk is exactly who I'd want to meet because he t he came out of nowhere and is like, F what everybody else is doing. Mm -hmm. Now, saying that, I'd also love to meet Nikola Tesla. Uh, Nikola Tesla is, everybody's heard of Ben Franklin, right? He created electricity and all that. So it's an interesting thing. If you go look at the patent for electricity, five hours after that patent was filed by Benjamin Franklin, Nikola Tesla actually had one that didn't have to deal with plugs and needing energy. It dealt with earth's energy and it wouldn't have had to do anything with building power plants or anything, but nobody talks about that. And Nikola Tesla is labeled a nutcase and all this other stuff. He's, he's a genius nutcase. So for me, I'd want to sit down with someone like him because I can't imagine being able to create something that makes such a positive thing. And then the joke is Benjamin Franklin figured out electricity and then decided to charge everybody for it. And Nikola Tesla wanted to give it away for free. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then last but not least, have you ever heard of the book um, Think and Grow Rich? Yeah. I actually have it's it on my uh, audio book. Oh, uh, all right. I got, I got a book for you then. I got to Oh, listen to it, brother. I'm dead serious. Listen to it. Take the moment to listen to it. And then I want you to download his other book that just came out in 2011. He died in 1929. Oh, wow. His name, Napoleon Hill. He yeah. wrote a book called Think and Grow Rich. And it's all about how our mindset can actually, our minds are our gods is what he tries to explain. And what he's saying is, no matter what you believe in, if you can't believe in yourself, you're never going to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. So changing your mindset, changing that negative talk and being able to put it in a positive way. Mm -hmm. So think and grow rich, but his other book is outwitting the devil. And that is why I would want to meet Napoleon Hill. 
His mind is just so astronomically amazing. I, I would want to sit down and talk about why certain things are the way they are and how he wrote his books to help people. And he never was able to, he never made any money off of it. His family locked up the think and grow rich. I'm sorry. Um, outwitting the devil. His family had that locked in a safe until the last family member passed. And then all of a sudden when they're cleaning the house, somebody opens up the safe, they find this book and publish it. And they literally like, it's everything you'd want to know about who you are and how your mind works to your body. He explains it like he's talking to the devil and outwitting the devil. And by the end of the book, you hear how the devil talks to us every single day in our own head, in our own thoughts, in our own communication with ourselves. And it was amazing. I highly recommend those two books. Uh, listen to them if you're not a reader, because I'm not a reader. I, I might have degrees. I might have all this other shit. But like, guess what? I have to listen to my audiobook. I stand for my interviews. Like, it's one of those things, like, I have too much energy to sit there and just read. I'll, like, see one word and I'm distracted. So, for me, it's, <laughs> yeah. listen to those. Napoleon Hill, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Yes, sir. That's Thank awesome. You. So, just two, la oh, kind of three last questions here. So, this is a two-parter <laughs> two here. So, what is your greatest fear in life? First part. And then, to counterbalance that, what is the... What is the thing that you're most proud of so far in your life? My greatest fear is my greatest fear is that I won't live up to the potential I have for myself. And that means I have these big aspirations, these dreams to really help a lot of people and make such a big change in this world. And some people hear that and they call that crazy. And for me, it's call me crazy, but watch me watch what I do. I'm not someone that stops. I'm not someone that's going to quit and I'm going to outwork, outpace, and I'm going to keep moving. That's why I, I have awards and all this. And I don't even give two shits about these. This is hung up just because I do these. Otherwise they'd be sitting still in their envelope that they were in for the last 10 years. Dead mm -hmm. serious. So for me, it's Everybody talks about, oh, I want to have a big house. I want to have a big, a fancy car. Oh, I want lots of women. I want lots of money, lots of this. Me, I want to leave a legacy that when my name is said, you know it was someone that really believed in mankind. Up yeah. there with Gandhi, up there with Buddha, up there with Jesus. And I, I'm not saying I am a god in any way, but I want to be able to be, leave an impact that helped so many people that we changed the world for the better. Now, what is my greatest accomplishment? <sighs> None of these. Dead serious. None of these. Uh, my greatest accomplishment was when I was a foster dad. Uh, we had three medically fragile foster kids. And the reason my ex-wife and I got into it is Malik. Uh, Malik was two years old. He was born very early and his parents were told he was going to die and they left him at the hospital. My wife comes home and go, she was a teacher and she taught kids in the hospital systems. Like this, her job was to teach kids in the hospitals. Mm. she comes to me and goes, I, I need you to come to the hospital with me. And I, okay, we go and he's not even a full pound. And he's like three months old. He was born so early. I stuck my hand into the um, incubator. I got to be able to hold him just like that. They told us he's never going to walk. 
He's never going to talk. He's never going to be able to have a normal life. And two years later, he's being placed with us as foster parents. His own father stood in court during the adoption hearings and cried and said, I made a mistake and this man took my son and said, I want him to be his father. And that was one of my biggest accomplishments because this kid who would never be able to do anything in doctor's eyes now speaks three languages, one of them being sign language, which was the first one so he could tell us what he wants, English and Spanish. And the reason that means so much to me is even though I don't get to have the relationship I want to with him now because of my ex, I still was able to make such an impact on his life that this young man who everybody else said he would never do anything, he's going to graduate by high school in the next like six years. And I don't mean that as like an honorary graduate. I mean it as he's actually going to school, keeping up with everybody, speaking, walking, playing games. And he's still the shortest little SOB out there because of him just being that. And for me, that was me taking the light that we all have inside us and putting it into something so much more. And that young man is able to be brought up that I know one day he'll be able to reach out to me without his mother and I'll be able to hug him again. And he, I swear to God, I, I, that is my greatest accomplishment is being able to see something that everybody said can't happen actually happen. That is it. I didn't make you cry, Chris, did I? I'm sorry. Close. Yeah, I, mean, I got, got close, little... dude. I got yeah, me little I really did get close there. I was like, oh, yeah, got me tearing I had to hold it back. I'm not joking. That was beautiful. You took I'm a breath in. I'm like, oh, oh. I, I was. I saw Chris is changing. I'm like, I need to like make sure I end this in a second. I don't need to make him cry right before the end. Stuff like that is just beautiful, man. It started to get to me because it started to get to you. And I was like, oh. I'm sorry. If you actually, my my personal, not my business, my personal social media is B from CLE, Brandon from Cleveland. So B from CLE. If you go on my Instagram and you go all the way to the end, you'll see him. I have two pictures. And the funny thing is with me and him and one with him and I on a walk in the middle of a walk. This is, he's three years old. He's the same height as the fire hydrant and he had to pee. And we're nowhere near the house. So he just whips it out and pees right on the fire hydrant. And I had to take a picture of it. And then the other one is when my wife and I were getting our divorce and I was still seeing him. You'll actually see I weighed almost 300 pounds. I had three chins. I was wearing a double XL, everything. And you'll see the difference of just diet. And I don't mean that as diet. I mean that as in like I had to watch what I ate. And I got rid of pop and really started looking at different things. Those two things you see, you'll be able to see those transformations in my life and how amazing that young man was just by the way he pees on, on, on fire hydrants. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. So just to really wrap things up here, this has been a great conversation. Again, what do you want people to take away from our conversation here today? Oh, <sighs> I don't have the answers. For anything. I am a very good communicator, I'm told, and I like to entertain. I spin fire as a hobby, so I, I like to entertain. But if you've never tried CBD, please don't hesitate to try to light cafe. I will be happy to talk with people about it, explain this again to them, and I just want to help people relieve their fears. 
But the other thing is, if you subscribe to our network at Delights Digital Cafe on YouTube or Facebook and all that, know that we don't have answers. Our focus is about just finding a way for people to find the light in themselves. Mm -hmm. I'm just a human being. I'm not going to be able to do anything that like, I'm not going to levitate. I'm not going to like do anything that when you take my CBD, all of a sudden you become holier than thou or anything. It's nothing like that, but I'm willing to put myself in situations to learn and help others learn. So we all grow. That's awesome, dude. I absolutely love it. Thank you so much for doing this again with us. We really do appreciate it. Yeah, yes. Will you guys do me a favor? Will you guys before you hit end? I need a favor from you guys. We're gonna hit end, but like we're gonna stay on after this. So okay, cool. You gotta end it. It's almost two hours. Fine, bye. (laughs) No, no, no. You good, you good. So but we had we did have a good time, but we definitely want to have you on again because there's a lot of things and you have a lot to offer to our audience and Thank you. Absolutely. I'm honored to be here. So thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Then Wait podcast. If you believe in what we're doing, be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to the podcast and check out our Patreon page. Don't forget that you have worth and value. And if you are ever in need of encouragement, feel free to connect with us on our socials.